This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Uh, I can give you a whole share on, on, on ways. I think, uh, I don't know who has ways and who doesn't have ways, but um, 95 is closed right now. For whatever reason, it's, uh, it's a big trouble. So this, so we put it on ways, and ways said, uh, you'll be there half an hour late, but you'll get there. And then it took me through roads, Mamish, a road, a right, a left, a right, a left, a right, people's backyards. It was, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. And the daft that Akash Bohu gave, gave us t- to understand that you could have a satellite, and this satellite knows every teeny little teeny road. Uh, anyone who knows anything about me, I'm not so into the technology and, and what it does, what it's doing for the world, but Lamaisa, you see from the technology, that when they had tape recordings and things like that, that it says, Oizen Shamas, Ayin Roya, you see that a satellite knows every single teeny little road how to get here, and every and it said exactly what time I would be here, and I was and I was here exactly this time. So Allah has come who knows everything. And when people sometimes come to a spot where there's traffic, the siyata the shmaya that a person has, a who leads us. I was thinking about it in the car. He which leads us right, left, right, left. You figure out. Why am I going, why is this taking me so long and why am I going this way and that way? Because at the end of the day, what's Way's job? Way's job is to get you from point A to point B in one piece. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it just gives us an understanding that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a lot of things, he's, he's the super ways. And there's a lot of things in life that we need to get to. And there are blocks this way, that way, and this way. And he gives us, I think that's what Siyat HaDashmai is. Siyat HaDashmai is a million times ways. But I was just, I was fascinated. I mean, I did not take the highway. I went through Mamish, people's backyards. It was, it was, it was not normal. I'm sure they're not very happy right now about ways because since 95 is closed, everyone's doing this. But Lamaish, it was, it was unbelievable. So I'm supposed to talk about what is Yiddishkeit? Very big, very big question. I have to tell you what happened. Baruch Hashem, I give a share every Tuesday night and Wednesday night. Tuesday night for men and Wednesday night for women. And usually something happens on the day that I give the shir. Rabbi Pesach Kron asked me, how do you give, how do you know, how do you have so many stories? I mean, so many stories and so many different shiurim. And I'm like, because things happen. And I just talk about what happens. So I have to tell you what happened in Shemir Shabbos this morning. I went to Davin Shemir Shabbos in Borough Park. And um, so I don't know exactly how it happened. But after davening, I was, I was talking to somebody. And... Um, so something came up last week. Someone came over to me, and it happens to be a word that you probably didn't hear yet, but it's in the Hasidic world. And he said, do you hear about the ILOs? I said, what? Did you hear about the ILOs, which we'll talk a little bit about later? Um, I said, what's an ILO? He said, you never heard of an ILO? I said, no, what's an ILO? He said, in Lavush only. It's funny, but it's very sad. There's a Hasidish people who are in, in Lavush, but in Lavush only. They're not practicing what their Lavush is. So there was this whole discussion a week ago about ILOs. There's a whole group of guys called ILOs, whatever, in Lavush only. So it was very disturbing. So this morning, someone who knows me, whatever it was, so he, he was talking about, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to a Shabbaton, it's a little bit Hasidish, to give Chizik. He said, you know, a lot of people are, they're sort of being miyayish on Klai Yisrael. We're going through kids off the derech. 
and Shalom Bayez problems and Panasa problems. Pretty much everything is a problem. He said, but I have to tell you, I know that you do Kirov. He says, I have to tell you a story that happened to me in Borough Park a few weeks ago. Chidusha man told me this, older man. He said, I was walking, I guess from Tish, whatever it was, 1.30 in the morning, I was walking in Borough Park, and there's a, there's a young guy who sleeps a lot. He sleeps in Shemr Shabbos. He's a drug addict. I happen to know who he is, whatever it is. He's not a guy. He's a drug addict. He's been a drug addict for a long time. He's not well. And this Hasidic Shaman is walking home from wherever, whatever tish he was. And he's telling me this story this morning. And this young boy, this drug addict, who pretty much sleeps in Shemr Shabbos very often, comes over to him and he says, I'm starving. I'm so, I'm so hungry. Would you give me something to eat? So this Hasidic man who dominates in Shemesh Shabbos also knows this guy. Sure, he says, come home with me. I'll give you something to eat. You'll, you'll make kiddush. You'll wash. So he takes him home. 1.30 Friday night. I think it's just a few weeks ago. And he puts down the chal in front of this kid. Thank you very much. He puts down the chal in front of this kid. And he puts a, 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 a bottle of grape juice. And he puts a, a cup down. He says... Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he puts together, I don't know, what he got, some fish, and he starts putting food on the table for this guy to eat. And he's going to the kitchen, and he's, he's, I don't know, he got out of the crock pot, he didn't get whatever, some chillet, some this, some that, and he keeps going to the kitchen, and the kid is, this boy who's a drug addict, is sitting at the table, he's not making kiddush, he's not washing, he's not eating. But meanwhile, he said he was starving, so the guy's like, what's with this guy? So, he walks into the room and he goes over to the boy and he says, like, what are you waiting for? Machkidish. I think, you know, he was a firm boy. He said, Machkidish. He says, I can't. Said, what do you mean you can't? He said, you pour the grape juice for me. This is what he tells the Chassidishim. You pour the grape juice for me. He says, I should pour the grape juice for you. Pour the grape juice. What's your problem? He says, well, I was high and I, I know for sure that to get to Borough Park, I was in Manhattan, that I took the train. So I was Machal Shabbos. I don't want to ruin the grape juice. Because if I touch the grape juice, you won't be able to use it the rest of Shabbos. So this Hasidic man told me this morning, he says, you, you don't even, you understand, he's a Machal Shabbos, he's a drug addict. He's so far from Yiddishkeit. But he's sitting there, and he's not going to touch the grape juice, he's starving! He's starving! The reason he brought him home is because he's starving. And he's thinking, I can't touch the grape juice because I'm a chil shop. If I touch the grape juice, you can't make kiddush on it anymore. So he wouldn't touch it because what he said is, your kids won't be able to drink it tomorrow. So I'm not going to touch it. So he said to me, ILOs? He said, that's what everyone's talking about? He said, look at the Pentelii. Look at this kid. He's a chil Shabbos drug addict. He won't touch the grape juice even though he's starving. So you shouldn't ruin it for me and my kids. So I felt very much that this story, and I don't daven in Shemr Shabbos, Shachris, ever, because I live in Flatbush, so I daven by Landhouse. This morning, I had to be in Borough Park, so this morning I happened to have gone to that minion. I have no Shiloh that at the beginning of this Shabbos, that yes, Kleist Road, we have a lot of problems and we're going through a lot of hard times. But Ayid is Ayid. And there's no Shiloh that the story was told to me this morning to say it over here, that no matter, that no one should have any Yish, no matter what you're going to hear this Shabbos, and we have, we're going to talk about a lot of challenges that we have, but no matter what you're going to hear, 
A guy, a Jewish kid who's starving, he's a drug addict, he's a Mechal Shabbos, would not eat unless you pour me the grape juice. I am not going to... So there's a, on the way here, I was thinking, there's a lot of things about this. Number one, number one, that he remembered that if he's a Chil Shabbos, he's not allowed to touch the grape juice. That's number one. Number two, that his frumkite, whatever that was, he, right, he, as hungry as he was, I, I would have said, because I, I know how to learn a little bit more, maybe the guy... Pekuach nefesh, teches hakol. I was a, I was an oines. I'm a drug addict. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's an oines. So I'm a lawyer. I'm not a bardas. I would have come up with all kinds of excuses. I'm hungry to make kiddush, right? No. So I think it's a very big chizik. Maybe to open up the whole era of Shabbos is that no matter what we're going through, don't worry. We're going to be here for a long time, and we're going to be here. So Mashiach comes, because what I have learned in the last 37 years of what I do is that a neshama, what a Baruch Hu, a part of Hashem that we all carry, is totally, totally indestructible. So I want to talk a little bit about the subject of what is Yiddishkeit. So many years ago, I went to Rav Chaim Kainesky, Gadol Hadar. And I told him that I want to go around America and Eretz Yisrael. And I want to talk to, I speak to girls and to, and to men. And I want to find out what is Yiddishkeit. In other words, when you go over to someone and you say, I don't know anything about Judaism. I don't know anything about Yiddishkeit. Well, Maisa, what is it? He said it would be a very big thing. Let me know what happens. So I began in schools. And I walked in, I'll never forget there was a school, I'm not going to say which school, it was a girl's school, it was a high school, and I told the head of the school that I would like to give the 12th graders, so that's already eight years elementary school, four years, that's 12 years sitting in a base Yaakov, okay, and learning. So I want to talk to them and get a f- ask them a few questions in Ashkafa. So he told me that there's nothing you could teach them in Ashkafa that we didn't teach them in our school because I am the Ashkafa teacher. And he's the head of the school. He said, so I challenge you. I will go with you to the 12th grade. He says, I challenge you that you should ask a question to my girls and they won't know the answer. Okay, fine. I went into the room. He sits down. I get up. There's 25 girls, top, top, top school. Top. I said, girls, I want to ask you a question. Make believe I'm a guy. And I work in a CVS store. Right? And you walk in, and I see that you're Jewish. You're wearing a mug and velvet. However I know that you're Jewish, I see that you're Jewish. I know nothing. I'm a Puerto Rican girl working in a CVS store. I know no- nothing about Jews. And I say, could you tell me what is a Jew? What is Judaism? I said, girls, hashkafa, right? What would you answer her? So one girl raises her hand, and she says, Judaism, Yiddishkeit, is a religion. I said, and what is a religion? What is it? Tell me what it is. 
A religion is a group of people. It's organized religion. I'm like, no, but what's religion? You know, it's a group of people that they're organized. They, um, they believe in Hashem. I said, no, not every religion believes in Hashem. Right? Buddhism believes in a higher power, whatever it believes in. I said, and by the way, if Judaism, if Yiddishkeit is a religion, why would I be a Jew? You see, so they had the answer because Baruch Hashem, Rabbi Mechanic was there, right? So he goes around to all the schools. So they said, well, it's the oldest organized religion. So therefore, it must be the right one. We were Yiddishkeit, we were there before Christianity, we were there before Islam, so because we were first, we must be the right religion. So I said, one second, how many Eden are there? 8 million? 12 million? I don't have the exact number. How many Muslims are there? A couple of billion. So if you're going to add up from when Yiddishkeit started till today, and you'll add up from when Islam and Christianity started till today, they're way ahead of us. So if I was talking to these girls and I said, so you could fool 12 million people, but you can't fool 2 billion people. So if that's what this is, Yiddishkeit is, then I'm very, I don't, I'm not sure. Because they have 3 billion, Christians have a couple of billion, and we're at 12 million. You can fool 12 million, but you can't fool 3 billion. So they're all looking at me. I'm like, I'm not here to convert you. It's not what I'm here for. I said, so give me more. That's not, that's not, that's not Yiddishkeit. That can't be what Yiddishkeit is. So they really didn't know. So one of them said, it's believing in Hashem. I said, Christianity believes in Hashem. And Islam believes in Hashem. They have different names, but they believe in Hashem. That's not what Yiddishkeit is all about. Well, we have mitzvos. I said, how many mitzvos? We have 613 mitzvos. How many mitzvos do they have? Seven. You have two, boy, you have two boys in your class. One you give seven rules, and the other one you give 613 rules. Which kid is a better kid? <laughs> the one that you gave seven rules... That's all he needs. The one that needs 630 rules, he's off the wall. As I'm a sugar So if it's mitzvahs, less mitzvahs mean you're a better, you're a better, you're a better nation. This guy, this principal was getting very nervous. <laughs> very nervous. I said, so another girl said, Yiddishkeit is, this is the one I was waiting for, a bunch of rules. Lots of rules. I have to look. How you have to eat, how you have to walk. I'm like, why would anybody want to be part of something that has lots of rules? Because you're born into it. I'm like, that is so sad. That is so sad. You're in Beis Yaakov for almost 14 years, and the reason that you're a Yid is because your mother is a Jew. That's it. A cow is a cow because the mother is a cow. You're a Jew because your mother is a Jew. That's it. That's all you have? We have the Torah. I said, Christianity has the Old Testament. 
Okay, they decided to write a New Testament. We would have even more testament school. Baruch Hashem, we don't have a New Testament. We only have an Old Testament. But they also studied the Bible. What do we have? I said, girls, what do we have? But I didn't only go to girls. I went to boys' yeshivas. And I went to guys, the age of the guys in this room. And I went to older people. And I started for two years going and asking around. Bust, what is it? What is Yiddishkeit? What do we have that nobody else has? I'm telling you from the smartest malamdim and people and rabbeim, no answer. The same answer, religion and rules, and, and we got it. Also, Baruch Hashem, right, mechanical is right, he does very good work. The difference between us and everyone else is that they, Muhammad was one, Yashka was one, we got a Messiah from Harsinai, there were 600,000 men, 3 million Jews, so 3 million Jews, right, Got this Masora, and the guy in, they got it from one guy who woke up in the morning and said he had a dream. So I said, Really? How am I going to tell that to my class? They're going to say, Really? Hashem gave us the Torah, there were 3 million Jews? You have a video? You have a picture? Because today everyone has, you have to have a picture. You have a picture? Did they do selfies? Did they take pictures? Is, is there anything from Harsinai? Could you show us something from Harsinai? How do you know, Rebbe? How do you know? So the answer is as follows. The answer is, what is Yiddishkeit? And I went back to Chaim, Baruch Hashem, and I've been talking about this all over the place. And this is the answer. The answer is as follows. So I don't have, I don't have time to tell you the story. I'll tell you the story maybe tonight, Amitz Hashem. So, there's one thing in life, and this is important for all of us, there's one thing in life that you cannot live without for one second. You can live without water. You can live without food, even though people don't, some people don't agree with me, but you can live without food for a second. Right? You can live without air. You can hold your breath. You go into the mikvah. You hold your breath. You can hold your breath when you're swimming. You can hold your breath. So you can live without air. You can live without food. You can live without water. Right? So one girl trying to impress me, she said, Hashem. I said, there's a lot of atheists in the world that live without Hashem. So what? Not one second you don't have it, you can't live. And there's only one answer. And the answer is time. When there's no more time, it's over. Not even one second extra. Nobody gets a second extra. When there's no time, life is over. Which means that the most precious gift that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is giving to everyone in this room before money, before mishpacha, before family, before brains, before anything. The greatest gift that everyone in this room has, time. That you're alive, that you have time, that you're living right now. In English, the word present means right now. The reason they call it present is because matana, which means present, the greatest present is to be living in the present. It's to be getting every second. So they called it present. That's why it's called present. So the most precious thing that we all have is time, and I'm going to be talking a whole Shabbos about this, because all the books on bringing up children and marriages and all these books, there are, you, go to, to, you go to the bookstore, Eichler's, they have books. They have books about bringing up children, and they have books on Shalom bias. You can take it all and burn it with your chametz, every one of them. Unless, together with the book, you give that person time. If you think, 
that you could just read a book and buy your kids presents and say I love you or say I care about you and think about you and all that, it means nothing. Because if you don't give me time, if you don't give me time, then you're not giving me the most precious thing you have, then I know you don't really care about me. Just the opposite. Here's a present. I don't want to give you time. Here's a toy. Leave me alone. Go. Go in the corner. Here, I bought you something. It means I don't want to spend time with you. You go spend time with what? The toy that I bought you. So the hardest thing to give is the most precious thing we have, which is time. And any parent, and, and the reason, we'll talk about this a little bit, and not everyone agrees with me. There are speakers that will speak that, that are very into technology, and I'm not going to argue with them, right? To me, the, the, the iPhone and all the technology, the social network, and the computers and all the technology, this, everyone talks about that talking leads you to terrible averis. You have to have Shemir say Naim. It leads us to terrible places. But that's not what I think the source of what the Yetzirah is doing here. He always led us to terrible places. There were movies, there were pictures, there were, there were magazines. If you, if you want to do something wrong, you don't need... What's this technology? Unbelievable. Everybody has an iPhone. Everybody has a, a cell phone. Everybody's busy the whole time. Because the, at the end of time, in Mashiach's time, the Satan wants to take away the most precious thing that we have, which is time. So we created all these machines that we're so busy. We ha- There's no one today. There's no Verizon. There's no telephone company. When we, were, when we first started, so it was, you had a certain amount of hours. Now, every company, unlimited. There's no such thing as paying for, for minutes anymore. Unlimited. If you would look at the end of the month, at your bill, of how many minutes you were on the phone or you were using the network, you wouldn't believe it. There's not that many hours in the day, does it? If you, if you had a calculator, it wouldn't even work out. What does he want? He wants to break a marriage. How do you break a marriage? When he's on the phone and she's on the phone, and they're busy, and they don't give each other time, it breaks a marriage. How do you break a relationship with a parent and a child? Right? If the whole time you're busy on your phone, you're on your phone, you're on your phone, and the child doesn't get your time, then he knows he doesn't. Who does, I do this because I'm in a yeshiva with little kids and I say, so who does your mommy love the most? This little girl in free 1A. Who does your mommy love the most? Ruchi. I'm like, is your name Ruchi? No. Your sister's Ruchi? No. Who's Ruchi? My mother's best friend. I'm like, your mother loves Ruchi more than you? I don't know. Maybe. I'm like, how do you know your mother loves Ruchi? Does she say, I love Ruchi? Does she tell you she loves Ruchi? No. So how do you know? Little kid. Because she's always talking to her. And she doesn't talk to me so much. How many people in this room, if I asked your kids, who you talk to more, the phone or them? There's a very cute story about this little kid who went to his father, and he told his father, for my birthday, I want to be your phone. So the father said, you, wanna, you want me to buy you a phone? No, Tati, I want to be your phone. The father said, you want to be my phone? Why? He says, because you always have your phone next to your bed. When you go to sleep, you always look at it. And when you wake up, you always look at it. I want to be your phone. And unlimited minutes. I would love to have unlimited minutes. And you always keep it charged. And Tati, 
You can upgrade me every three months. Yeah. The truth lies in jokes. So, Lemaisa, the most precious thing we have is time. Chaviv in Yisrael, says Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I want to spend time with you. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu came up with 613 ways to spend time with you. When you get up in the morning and you put on your shoe, put on your right shoe first. Please. Ladies and gentlemen, do you think Hashem cares if you put your right shoe on first or you put your left shoe on first? And then if, it has, if you have to tie it, you have to tie your left shoe because it's filling. How is that going to change? Well, imagine telling that to a guy. God said I got to put my right shoe on first. They'd be like, are you, are you crazy? What, what, is, what, what does that have to do with anything? I mean, kosher? I don't understand. Left shoe, right shoe? And, and in my jacket, in my jacket, uh-huh, uh-huh, linen and wool together, oh no. And they, they think we're crazy. What, what happens when you put them together? They, they, they burn up? They, they, there's a fire? What could be wrong with linen and wool? So you have to tell them, Cayenne was linen and, 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 and Hebel was wool, they're not going to understand that. So what are all these halachas? Davening with kavana, learning, titsis, tefillin, sneers. Why is Hashem giving this? Rules? He's a mean God? He wants us all to, to bow down to Him? No. He's not on the phone. He wants to spend time with the ones that He loves. He wants to spend time with His children. So yeah, when you put on your shoes, I want to spend time with you. So I gave you a halakha on how to put on your shoes. And when you go to sleep, you can sleep on your right side. When you're sleeping, I'm with you. When you come out of the bathroom, I'm with you. When I'm in the bathroom, there's a certain halakha and sneers on how a person goes to the bathroom. I'm with you. When you eat, before you eat, we're connected. We're going to eat the peach together. We're going to eat the apple together. We're going to eat the kugel together. You want to eat kugel with me, Hashem? Yes. Make a bracha. Bracha to Hashem. We're together eating kugel. There's nothing in a Jew's life that there's not some tzivoy, that we're not spending time with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. What is Judaism? Judaism is a relationship with God, with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, that's 24-7, because he wants to spend time with us. And time translates to love. And I'll tell you something very fascinating. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not ask us to love Him. In Kriyashma we say, right, Vahapta, we have a mitzvah to love Him, but if you look in the tefillah, He never asks us to love Him before HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us that He loves us. Then you can say Kriyashma. Then you can say Kriyashma. He doesn't expect us to first say we love Him. He takes the first step and He says, I love you. Now that I told you I love you, Ava Rabba, now that I tell you, Oye Vamo Yisrael, now I can ask you to love me back. Judaism? What am I telling this girl in CVS? Judaism? It's not a religion. It's not rules. It's a relationship between God and Kla Yisrael. And yes, he wants to spend time with the Goyim seven ways. So that's the neighbor. His children? Seven ways is not nearly enough. 
his children, 613 ways. And one day a week, and one day a week, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, that's not enough. And that's Shabbos. Shabbos, 26 hours, Zivug, Yichud, between us and him. I'll end with this. I know it's, he's nervous and I'm, I have to end on the minute. So I want to end with this. I want to tell you something unbelievable from Shem Shepikas and you should take this into Shabbos. So Shem Shepikas asks, I don't know if it's Hasidish or not, I'm a Yekka, so we say, say Shem L'Shalom. But my father-in-law, who was a little bit Hasidish, did not say say Shem L'Shalom at night. Shalom Aleichem, Baichem L'Shalom, B'chun L'Shalom, he did not say say Shem L'Shalom. So I think some Hasidim don't say say Shem L'Shalom. Why? Why? Right? They don't say Tzai Shem L'Shalom. So there are different reasons. The Malachim are there. Why, since Rav Shem Shem, because are we saying Tzai Shem L'Shalom? Imagine. You wouldn't do that to a, a, a guest. Imagine a guest comes to your house, right? Shalom Aleichem! Welcome to Shabbos! Baruch Shalom! Come on in! B'chuni, give me a bracha! Get out of here! Tzai Shem L'Shalom! Get out of here! You wouldn't do that to a person. Why do we do this to Malachim? Get out of here. So one time says, that's chol. We're buying Shabbos. But Lamaish is saying, get out of here. He said something new. You have to take this into Shabbos. He said this. He said, on Yom Kippur, it says that the Kayin came in Levado to the Kayish Kedoshim by himself. I'm finished. It's a minute. He said, he came in by himself. So they asked the Kasha. He always came in by himself. No other Kayin could go in Levado. So what does it mean Levado? So the Zayah says, that there was always, when Hashem was shri by the Kruvim, there were always Malachim in the Kodesh Kedoshim. When the Koyen Gadol came on Yom Kippur, the Zivug of Klai Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch that moment on Yom Kippur, the Malachim was sent out. Nobody was allowed to be in the Kodesh Kedoshim besides HaKadosh Baruch and the Koyen Gadol. That's it. So therefore, when it says Levado on Yom Kippur, it means Mamish Levado. He was there himself. No Malachim. That's Rav Shem Shem Pinkus. Shabbos is the zivug of the Shechina with Klai Yisrael. And that's why a Goy is not allowed to keep Shabbos. He can keep Pesach, he can keep every mitzvah. Shabbos is Chayav Misa. And the Zoya's Lushen is that when the king and queen are together in their room, if a czar, a stranger, walks into the room, he will be, his head will be chopped off. King and queen are together in a room and you walked in? She so says, Shabbos is a zebra between Klai Yisrael and a Baruch Hu. A guy has the nerve to keep Shabbos off with his head. It's the only one, only mitzvah that he's Chayav Misa. And therefore, before we make Kiddush, we turn to the Malachim and we say, Tzeschem L'Shalom. For the rest of Shabbos, you can't be in here. This is Klai Yisrael with a Baruch Hu Levado. There's no Room for anyone else on Shabbos. Not even Malachim. That's how Kadosh Shabbos is. So tonight, Amit Hashem, for, when we say, if you do say Tzayishem or you don't say Tzayishem, Amit Hashem, we should have the schus that it should be such a zivur on such a high level that there's no one else here and that the next 26 hours we're going to spend with our Kadosh Baruch Hu because that is why that Chilul Shabbos, and that is why that we are suffering Chilul Shabbos in the firm world right now with the cell phones and all the other Mishugasim in Lakewood and in Brooklyn. You, you know what I'm talking about. He wants, the Satan wants 
to rip Shabbos. Because we always, a, a Yid was someone who keeps Shabbos. Chilol Shabbos, a person who's Mechalel Shabbos, is breaking a Yichud. So if he could break the, if he could break Shabbos, that we don't want to spend that time with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, that is the greatest evil that a Yid could do, is to walk away from a zivug of the king, of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, to be Mechal Shabbos, it's the greatest slap in the face that we could ever give a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So the, the fight right now in Yiddishkeit, you'd think, you'd think they go to Burger King. No, it's not eating Machos Asurim. The fight is Shabbos. So this Shabbos of us all being together shows our Kodesh Baruch Hu that there are 500 people that want to spend 26 hours with him. And that is what Yiddishkeit is. Yiddishkeit is a relationship. Thank you and a good night of Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.